0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Only Stupid Answers. Yay. But before we get started, I want to talk to you a little bit about Beach Beachbody Body On Demand. Demand. It is an online fitness streaming service that gives you unlimited access to a wide variety of highly effective, world-class workouts personalized to meet your needs, plus extensive nutritional content, all proven to help people achieve their health and fitness goals with step by step program guides, workout calendars, comprehensive nutrition plans and an innovative portion control focused cooking show Fixate along with the motivation and support of a growing community Beachbody on demand is the total package. They've got everything there. You can
2: there's so many different oh, workout options cuz I know you use a couple, you use a yeah. you, you're trying out a few. I like Insanity because I like to, you know, sweat out every pound I have on. me. Uh-huh. Like, no, it's really good though, because uh, cardio has always been a big focus for me. And this, oh, this kicks cardio's ass. Like this <laughs> really gets it going. And I, I love how the results are just so quick and, it, and you can you can tell. Now, what do you Absolutely.
1: I, I started off with 10 minute trainer just to, to develop the pattern of working out, just to develop a, a system where I knew I was going to work out every day. But now I've started doing shift shop Shift Shop. Yeah, Shift Shop, which uh, uh, which is fantastic. I've been really seeing results. My arms have been getting bigger. Yeah, My stomach's right. been getting smaller. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of options. There's PO. There's 21-day fix. So there's over 600 different workouts whoa, 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 yeah whoa. so when you've done one system like i was doing 10 minute trainer, and then it was time to step it up change it up i started doing shift shop mm-hmm. and that that kicked it into another gear for me you
2: no know, patterns are important and with beach body on demand it allows flexibility to design your workout schedule from all their different workouts uh, that they offer you guys no guys when you check this thing out when you're gonna work about you're about to get an offer code all right <laughs> when you use it you're gonna realize oh my goodness there are so many options here.
1: Not only that, but you know health is not just working out, but it's the way you eat. There are over a hundred recipe videos where you will learn how to prep your meals, cook kid or vegan friendly meals, and even practice your bartending skills with healthy yet delightful cocktails. Delightful
2: cocktails. Thank you, fixate. Fixate, check it out. It's a it's a winner. But you can do that, this brand new service, which already over a million over a million members guys it's nuts that's crazy and we're two of them right we're here. two and there's two we're here and then minus that that's everybody else yes. uh but you can claim your free trial membership oh my goodness we have a free trial membership
1: <laughs> just for you guys that's only amazing. stupid listen only stupid, stupid answers <laughs> listeners,
2: <laughs> listeners. Uh, you're gonna go ahead and whip out your phones and you're going to text stupid s-t-u-p-i-d to 313131 that's 313131 And you can get full access to the entire platform for free. That's the workouts. That's Fixate with a a meal plan. All there for you. That's free. So
1: text with your phone, stupid, S-T-U-P-I-D, to 313131, and you get the whole platform for free. I highly recommend it. It's definitely helped me out. It's been helping Sam out, and it can help you out too. Very cool. And on to the episode. Oh, hey
2: there. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers, the best damn podcast you can put your ears into. Uh, Today, joining us to talk about movies, TV show, comics, we have a very special guest. DJ, would you mind introducing our very special guest?
0: The lovely Mark Hendrick. Hello. Good morning, everybody.
1: Would you mind telling the kids at home
0: about yourself? Uh, Sure. (laughs) Broke your finger. (laughs) I broke my finger. I'm a Gemini. I'm into long walks on the beach and pina coladas. No, uh, I'm a writer uh, and most recently a sort of internet Personality, thanks to things like this and podcasts and screen junkies and schmoes, no, and all that stuff, and in the weird world of the internet. Um, I've been a working writer for 24 years. I write comic books. I co-created Manhunter for DC. Wow. Uh, I curated and organized a book called Love is Love. That was a charity book to raise money for the victims of the Orlando nightclub shooting.
2: I That took me about a year to get through because it was pretty powerful. Oh, so I, I still yet.
0: can't read it in one sitting. But uh, yeah, we've, we've raised over $200,000 and we're doing printings in different foreign countries to raise money there. So that's super awesome in the world when everyone's angry at everyone to do something nice. Yeah, uh, I'm currently co-writing Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy Meet Betty and veronica with caldini that is amazing. Uh, i saw a
1: panel where uh sabrina the teenage witch meets zatanna of course it made me very happy <laughs> it yeah. brought me it brought joy to my life
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's ridiculous this with the second issue which just came out on wednesday so if you haven't read it yet and here's a spoiler alert we're going into freaky friday territory we're having them flip bodies because I love it. why not yeah
1: that makes me so happy that's cool uh, it's, uh, That's great.
0: Oh, and one thing I definitely want to pimp because the final order cutoff for retailers is December 5th is a book I co-created with my buddy, Eddie Gorodetsky, who is a... Music genius, TV producer, TV writer. He was on SNL. He co-created the show Mom. He wrote the Batman animated series episode Christmas with the Joker. Uh, we're awesome. doing a book together called The Further Adventures of Nick Wilson, which uh-huh. is a five-issue miniseries coming out from Image with covers by Pete Woods and Ian Churchill and interior art by Steve Sadowski and Ian Churchill. It's uh, basically a guy, when he was in his 20s, got superpowers, doesn't know how he got them, had them for four years, and they disappear. And now he's making his living appearing as a Nick Wilson impersonator at children's birthday parties. He's, it's not a world like Powers or DC or Marvel where there's all superheroes. He was just the one. Nice. And, and it's basically the metaphor for what happens when a kid gets drafted out of high school to play professional ball and blows out his knee and doesn't have any skills. Is what do you do for a second act. So. I
1: love that. I, I really like uh, books like that that kind of are able to look at uh, that type of storytelling and stuff, the real experiences. I find like that's the best way to use Genre
0: storytelling. Well, it's counterintuitive, but using genre stuff makes makes things more specific and personal. You yep. know, my so-called life was achingly beautiful, but was only on for twelve episodes because people went to school and lived that. Yeah. But Buffy, which uses the me- uses the metaphor, you sleep with your boyfriend and he loses his soul, becomes more specific about this. So this is, I say this is about as much about superheroes as Cheers is about baseball. Yeah. It's what is this guy doing now? And the, the the main gist of the book is his his nemesis, uh, this African-American millionaire in Cleveland named Clive Morgenfeld, who was his sort of Lex Luthor. Great name. Offers him a job being a greeter at the Nick Wilson Museum because he trademarked Nick's name.
1: <sighs> yep. That's great. It's perfe- yeah. It's perfect. I think again, the the like you like you said, the with the stuff that was going on in the world, I feel like it's a it's a really great way. You got a sp- spoonful of sugar to help the medicine get down.
0: Well, you know, the the, the, the sort of tagline we were batting about is it, this book is about uh, a, a guy who has to learn how to be a man when he's no longer super. I love it. So, but it's super fun, and it's, it was a privilege to work with Eddie. Eddie is I I learned more about writing sitcoms and joke telling and, and just the structure of that working with him on this book than I would have if I was a grad student at USC so he's, yeah. he's an immense talent it was really nice to be asked to come on board and develop this project with him
1: knowing how to make people laugh and knowing how to scare people mm-hmm. through narrative is very challenging yeah <laughs> it's very tricky stuff that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for
2: joining us today. We're gonna to be talking about Thor Ragnarok, the oh third hi. Thor movie. But before we do that, we got a couple business yes. pieces that we need to talk about really quick. Uh, just so you guys know, if you're joining us for the first time, thank you, welcome. That's yeah, amazing. This,
1: the boy that's talking right now is Sam Basher. Oh, there's my. You head. can find We're him a few minutes s- into the episode. Yeah, we're, it's we're all good. You can find him at and, Sam Basher. And, and, on they'll Twitter find out contextually. It. They'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And I'm DJ Waldridge. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash. Every place that matters. There you
2: go. But for only stupid answers, you can go to onlystupidanswers.com. You can find all of our social media platforms, like yes. Twitter, which is only stupid answers. But you out the files from stupid. Also, Reddit, r slash Only Stupid Answers. Thank you guys for keeping that going. Uh, They make make fun posts every week. It's really cool. But also, you can find all the places where you can listen to us. iTunes is a big one. Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Too many places, too I'll many be places. Honest. But but one of we the don't things, know them. We don't know all of them. But
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the things we love to do is you're able to rate and review on iTunes, and we love it when people go on and give us five star reviews. So we got a couple uh, here that we'd like to read. Um, Emmy HB17, uh, comic nerds unite, five stars. It's so nice to get the chance to listen to two people who really care about, care for, and love comic books and nerd pop culture. I'm picked up. I, I picked up um, uh, American Alien because of you guys, your guys recommendation, and it's now on my list of favorite comic stories. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool.
2: We have another one here from uh, Mick Scrapio 04. a hey, because... That's, I uh, guess, can okay. we have a catchphrase yep. now? <laughs> um, that's your catchphrase. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Work? I mean, when I don't know what to do, I just start saying sounds. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this podcast is easily my favorite out of all the podcasts in, exi- in existence. And every time I listen to it, it makes me want to go, AE. Well, that's sweet. There are a lot of good podcasts. Not to knock ours, but there are <laughs> other. <laughs> you should listen to more podcasts. There's other good I ones I mean, out you know,
0: ours is kind of <laughs> shitty. But, you know, if you want to... <laughs>
2: We found it in sometimes, and, but that's fine. And, and
0: actually, I believe A is, Ron, is uh, Fonzie's. That's true, thing, but it's so. not
2: what you. I mean, did I you steal Fonzie's thing? I didn't steal it on did purpose. Did I not realize it this I, whole time? If you didn't, I'm surprised.
0: For those of you in the audience that don't know what Fonzie is, yeah. it was on a show called Happy Days.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> He and then he said, "Hey!" But I just do that because that was one of my favorite bits. I hey. guess he
0: he does it. Sam
1: does it with so little authority mm. that yeah. I didn't. It's a question, not I a, not yeah. a statement. Yeah. 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 And so also, I didn't really didn't connect. It's one of for the me. best
2: bits from The Office when they're trying to get Michael to not interact with someone who's trying to sell something, and yeah. they're like, they're like, "Oh no, no no no!" Hey! And then Michael doesn't get it, so he just repeats it back, and yeah. they keep doing it over and over again until they're just screaming in a room, <laughs> and the guy just leaves because he's uncomfortable. That's where I get from. But Fonzie made it, so that's, yeah. I'm sorry everybody. I'm, this has been a big lie. There's a lot of revelations happening today, and I can't wait for more. <laughs> um but let's talk about what we're into this week. Yes,
1: Sam. I'm going? Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: Um okay. well I think I've pitched this before, but the good place on NBC, have you checked it out, Mark? Mm-hmm. I I really enjoy it and I really like the what they the way they handle uh ethical issues and I mean just anything with ethics and morals, like I mean, honestly, I don't. Sometimes, like you, kind of hear these problems before or how they're presented. It's just the way that they handle it and they make it uh, easily digestible for uh, such a large audience while being comedic. It's just it's so impressive. It how sh- they the do show
0: it. shouldn't work. Yeah, the description of the show on paper makes it sound like it's too clever by half, <laughs> and the the replacing of swear words could be really tiresome, but it's never tiresome. It mm-hmm. always makes me go, <clears throat> you know, and which is what it should do. And Kristen Bell is. A, Phenomenal actress. I met Kristen years ago before she was... Kristen Bell, she was in a Friends musical and she's always just been super talented and just one of those people you're like, oh, she deserves that success. And Ted Danson is such an underappreciated gem. He's yeah. he's such a good actor. He can play good guys, bad guys. He's just so great and to see him, and it looks like one of those shows where they're all having fun. They all yeah. look like they're having a great time. So when they're relaxed and having a great time, it makes you want to be invited to that party. And I've never Absolutely. seen Kristen
2: Bell play this role. It's no. such a piece of shit. Like yeah. She's such scum. She's so bad. But it's, it's her job journey to be a good person it's her yeah. to really try like to be better and Ted Danson he nailed the role of I don't have control over this situation yeah. right now but I'm putting on a happy face like I'm yeah. trying so hard that like the universe might blow up right now but like
0: well it's great casting i mean Kristen as that character it's sort of like the casting of Julia Roberts in my best friend's wedding on paper vile awful horrible women but their own natural charisma and natural humanity you you understand why they are where they are you don't approve of it but you get it which is yeah. a huge huge thing mm-hmm.
2: no so i i want to i will always push for this show because i think a couple of our listeners have like checked it out and it's really yeah. good also super short so it's it's not like a hard show to hop in on uh also i wanted to push oh i did i checked out dark knight uh no White Knight Batman White Knight that's what it was Um, and it's interesting I still think there's just like a fundamental problem with the entire premise being (laughs) that it's the Joker and he is a murderer and this they do bring up a lot of interesting points of how he became the way that he is but it almost feels like he's pushing all the blame onto somebody else mm-hmm. and saying that, and he's taking zero responsibility. Have for you his met actions? our president?
0: <laughs> <I> mean, yeah, ooh <laughs> uh, But no, it's, the it's, Joker has better makeup. He does. And he does have better makeup. Eyes. and it, a better girlfriend. It's also <laughs> well, true.
2: Actually, they deal with Harley in this, and it's really interesting. Yeah, it's really
0: weird. It's yeah. really weird. Um, I th- I think Sean is a tremendous tremendous talent. Um, I'm hoping the book picks up speed a little because I did feel the first issue could have been the first three pages mm. of the first issue. It spent a lot of time explaining the concept that we all. Were knew but that being said kudos to dc for allowing them to do these interpretations of their billion dollar characters that are not yeah. safe and are, aren't familiar and you know sean i i would watch him draw anything he could draw the phone he's, book and it's, it's worth of that he has yeah, these giant spreads so of
2: just like because in this the joker <laughs> is batman's biggest fan he's totally obsessed which makes sense and yeah. like he just he they will show this room with every piece of bat merch Any. Batman fan would ever want yeah. and Joker has it like Joker has every version of it like he can't like let him go he needs yeah. to know more or love him or whatever it, like whatever it is whatever this obsession is and I would recommend
0: yeah. if you if you haven't picked up the book buy issues one and two together and read them as one big issue yeah because yeah. I think that feels more that feels like a more of a complete episode for what's setting the stage to go on now how many mm-hmm. issues is this supposed to be eight eight,
2: eight. all right, yeah. right that's on. perfect it doesn't need to be 12 because I think Marvel's pushing out a couple 12 issue things like they're doing old man Hawkeye yeah. and they said 12 and I'm like that's a lot to no.
0: push but sure whatever I I'm like actually eight. writing a 36 issue old lady Aunt May miniseries Thank for you. the Max line, <laughs> the Max I've, been, line.
1: Uh, uh, I've been I was reading I've been re- going back and reading Garth Ennis's uh, Punisher mm-hmm. Max and it, you, just, you just forget like oh man it's Marvel let this let this happen like they, they like they were they, I don't think they would do this now because it is it's very foul Mm-hmm. uh uh content wise but it is perfect if you're excited for netflix's punisher that's, is it
2: based on problem.
1: is are they pulling anything from this or
2: how oh, cherry I picking hope so, they're doing man. a little of this
0: a little of that and i i do i do give marvel a little credit for postponing the release of the punisher yeah. after las vegas although i do find characters like the punisher so there's only one Punisher story. He's a he goes crazy because his family was killed and then the police take him out because he goes too far. Yeah. I do find characters like that very limiting, yeah. but I do think it's the most interesting Punisher we've had. I think John Barenthal brought a lot of interest to Daredevil Season 2. It'll be interesting to see if he can be a lead character, not yeah. because of the actor, but just because of the limitations of the concept of the Punisher.
1: Exactly, because even uh, all the Punisher runs I've yeah. checked out, uh, he's best used as you're following people reacting yeah. to him he's an, as opposed he, to following yeah. him.
0: He's a spice, not an entree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would and,
2: you, like, couldn't... I mean, it's kind of like Taken or something, like, not Taken, but, like, yeah. isn't it... Couldn't you just say you can model an entire series off of that and just replace Liam uses the Punisher? He was...
0: In inspired by the Mac Bolan Executioner book series which is basically the, the sort of like a, a, a death wish sort of thing in the 70s there was lots of that when crime was so bad there was lots of white guys defending themselves because you white guys straight white guys have been so oppressed for so long I know man it's I don't so know tough how we've made it yeah. <laughs> I don't know I don't know how I don't know how it happens but uh, that doesn't mean they can't do anything interesting with them I just find them I look at all the characters you know when you're a writer you're like but what would I do with them and I have very little to say about the Punisher
1: yeah mm-hmm. I, I, I like Garth Ennis's take because um, it It's very much like, oh, this guy's a monster. Oh yeah, Garth Garth
0: takes the piss out of it. Yeah, yeah,
1: and so and and it's not, and you put him in situations where a monster kind of seems like the best option, but he's still like a nightmare. So I kind of hope that that uh, it's it's a very challenging, with especially in our day and age, uh, I think to make the Punisher. I'm I'm excited for the Punisher series, but I'm also very worried about Mm -hmm. it because it's a very challenging topic to do. Well, because he's not really a heroic character, so if you try to make him like, hey, root for this guy, it's like, mm, and you oh. couldn't root for him in Daredevil, you yeah, really couldn't. He, you was could just, understand him, you could understand him. And yeah. there's a, there's
0: a there's a there's an inherent limitation, I think, with the Punisher, where uh, you know where when he gets the people that killed his family, he should stop. Yeah, that was my issue with Tim Burton's Batman movie. When if the Joker's the guy that killed Thomas and Martha Wayne, once he stops the Joker, he should retire and just enjoy his money.
1: Yeah, that was one of my favorite moments in uh, Batman Earth One when because that version of Batman thinks it's a whole conspiracy against his family and once he finds out it's just a random crime he has a moment of like oh i'm gonna do this forever like this is this is just me now because now no. i don't there is no stopping point you know that's such a good book uh one and two but okay, yeah. what about you i don't really have anything so i'm gonna oh, throw it but- <laughs> yeah i'm gonna throw to mark
0: um i have a couple of things and i and inadvertently it's gonna be like i'm your gay guest today <laughs> um will and grace has been on fire Really? I, I was not the biggest fan of Will and Grace as it was on the air cuz you know sitcoms generally after episode 300 they're kind of yep. even the best sitcom by that and very nature are episodic digestible bites. <clears throat> but this post Trump era it has been political and funny and biting Without being strident Great It's been really smart And uh, Megan Mullally is a national treasure On the episode yes. that was yep. on last uh, Thursday night um, Spoiler alert if you haven't watched it Plug your ears uh, The actress who plays Rosario were retired Because she she's a cancer survivor And she's old She was yeah. Karen's maid But they had, they had Rosario's character die And Megan Mullally is another one of those people who's like is there something is there anything she can't do? She can I've seen her cabaret act, she's a great singer, she's a great actress, and she did what is so hard to do in sitcoms without so they don't become very special episodes. She brought real emotion. And once you see a character like her Karen who's just such a broad joke. Yeah. When one scene of her being human allows her to be bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger because we see there's a real person there. So that's been it's been like a master class of sitcoms. This is probably the best season of Will and Grace ever because it's so... That's amazing. Because they're all inhabiting familiar characters, and now they have something to go up against. You know, yeah, the world, yeah. There was so much progress when that show ended, and now we've taken so many steps backwards. And, yeah. But they do it in a way, much like Seth Meyers is doing, where it's funny and it's good for you, and it's not about political party versus political party. It's about qualified people and insane people. Yeah. So that's, it's super fun. It's, it's nutritious and it's tasty. Um, I just saw a great movie a French movie that I believe is the French submission for the best foreign film to for the Oscars this year called BPM wow. okay. that takes place in the late 80s early 90s and it's all about the French version of Act Up which was an, uh, an AIDS protest group okay. in the 80s it's all about that them in Paris dealing with the drug companies and stuff and it's it's for kids, that, for kids that grew up when AIDS was a treatable thing where it's a chronic thing like diabetes everybody should watch this movie because when I was a kid you got a sniffle and two, two weeks later you were dead we lost millions of people yeah. and this movie is both very sad and very infuriating and joyful and celebratory and It's just an amazing film, and it's not just for gay people. It's for people because it 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 transcends that. Um, I just saw a really good little movie last night called Lady Bird.
1: I've heard good things about that. The trailer
0: was really cool. It's really great. It's about this girl, and I can't pronounce her first name. Her it's uh, if I pronounce it phonetically, it's Salaris Ronan. (laughs) Oh yeah, but it's Irish. Her name's probably like Susan. Yeah, exactly. Not Gaelic. Uh, Just this seventeen-year-old girl um, wanting to get out of this. She lives in Sacramento and wanting bigger and better things, but not really getting good grades or having enough drive to do it and it's just a very small movie about this girl and Laurie Metcalf plays her mom yet another person who is a national treasure Laurie Metcalf is so good at everything everybody knows her from Roseanne yeah. but she's a really great dramatic actress she was one of the founders of the Steppenwolf Theater Company in Chicago with Gary Sinise and John Malkovich so she's, she's wow. an amazing actress um, just a really nice small movie about people it's nice after because the studios now are only making movies about giant things yeah. it's nice to see movies that are actually about people talking to people with people problems and it's really sweet but it's not too clever by half it's not it doesn't wrap up it's not really about anything particular except yeah. the, the last year her senior year and just just once again watching good actors act and you, you feel like you're in someone's house it's just a really good small movie
1: uh, the way you describe that I think they're tonally I think they're probably very different but uh, uh, Jim Jarmusch's Patterson which isn't about anything. You're just following a guy through his life,
0: and it's just beautiful. It's just a lovely movie. I got more movies I need to watch.
1: Um, I believe that's on Amazon
0: Prime. Oh, okay. can Pat I have one last thing? Yeah, Go for I it. just reread it for the first time in 25 years. Nice. How
2: did it hold up? It-
0: Surprisingly, really great. Mm-hmm. All the, there's, there's, there's 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 the two controversial things in the book. There's yeah, that, that there's I, that there's that scene, uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and then there's the
0: stuff with <laughs> it and the turtle and existence. Neither, that
1: stuff I'm okay with.
0: Neither of those two things take up more than six pages total in the book. Okay. And the problem with that scene, one, you have to contextualize it thirty thirty two years ago. It came yeah. out is eighty five, eighty six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the scene where we're talking to and you know, he's the to defeat it with the kids. Beverly has, has sex with the, all the boys. Yep. Now, in the real world, if that was a physical thing, it's horrible. But when you're reading it, it's less than a page, and it works as metaphor. Because when you read it, these kids are in the 1950s, where sex education was a different thing. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out a way to defeat it. And they, they, they realize that their love can defeat it. Yeah. And for a bunch of kids, under underage kids, they equate sex with love it works completely as metaphor you could never do it live action it's the same yeah. problem with doing the killing joke with moving yeah. parts those are stories that th- those beats are inherently metaphor and when they're made real they become it's distasteful tough. even Stephen King has said the world was a different place there and he wasn't trying to make it it wasn't lascivious because literally that whole sequence is a page and a half yeah and it's very quick for a done.
2: 2000 page book like that's a <laughs> blip that's yeah. a so yeah. so
0: you can get over that in the book but the book is great I mean he writes the best kids you know some people complain that it wasn't scary enough but for me it the movie works even better as a metaphor that it that the kids are adulthood you know it's about growing up and it it is adulthood and you forget your friends there's a there's a a deep melancholy that I think the movie really captured but the book was great I read it in like eight days wow because I would sit down again well he's Stephen King stuff is so jaunty it's like you know it's like ruffles you just sit there and then you realize you ate the whole bag because he just writes in such a great populist way but it's worth if you like the movie go back and read the book because even with this time shift from the 50s to the 80s it really works well. And there's two chapters that are completely narrated by It, which I forgot about. That's and cool. When he writes inhuman characters, whether it's Cujo yeah. or It or, like, the, the cat in Pet Cemetery, he, that's what I think these things sound like. So. Yeah. That's awesome. I, cool. I did
1: think of something real quick that I would like to, to mention. Give a shout out. Because we were talking about... Uh, you brought up with uh, Punisher Death Wish, the, the times these things were set. It reminded me of The Deuce, which I haven't watched the last episode yet. But if you're not watching The Deuce, I highly recommend it because I just love, I love... Dave Simon stuff and I love just the the, the the keen observations they make and Maggie Gyllenhaal's destroying it on that show
0: and James Franco's not sucking
1: I, yeah I really like him it's, it, uh, he's is, really this good this is good James Franco like this is like
0: his persona has upstaged his acting abilities for a lot and, it, and I put off watching the deuce for yeah. like the third episode because I was like oh I'm so sick of James Franco Yeah, and he's really good and you, you almost forget it's James Franco
1: there's a scene uh, I think it was three episodes back between uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal and Method Man Wow. That just it's uh, it's it's devastating. It's t- It's Maggie Gyllenhaal does the majority of the heavy lifting, mm-hmm. but it's oh, it kills. It hurts. And what's
0: <laughs> great about the show too is that she's a producer on the show. Mm-hmm. So doing a show about seventies porn, which wasn't known for its feminist ideals, yeah. None of the scenes she's in and none of the stuff with female characters feels like white guy wisdom. Yeah, it's all from. It's got a definite female point of view. Yeah, which makes it. A little bit more tragic but a yes. little bit more fascinating at the same time Absolutely. so you can watch it and it's not a white guy telling you about racism it's, yeah exactly it's, it, there's definitely a female input on this that really helps shape yeah the viewing of that era uh,
1: michelle mclaren directs the pilot and it's one of the most beautiful pilots I've ever seen. Yeah, That's it's amazing.
0: Just, it's amazing that they did this and they did vinyl because yeah. vinyl is like the bizarro version of this. Vinyl was the most bloated, worst, but that was just HBO
1: and David Simon and yeah. that crew didn't have anything. No, like it was just vinyl. HBO. It, it, just it, yeah.
0: HBO, the yeah. network. Yeah, because vinyl was
1: just everything you shouldn't it. do. Oh, Wait, was, what was that? It was a biopic, <laughs> right?
0: Not. No, vinyl was a series that Martin Scorsese and Mick Jagger produced there about the record industry and it had so much on paper that was good for it and Bobby Cannavale, who's great. Yes. But the it was the most overwrought Ridiculous thing in the world I want to cut a montage Of Bobby Cannavale Snorting coke And throwing his head back Because you would have Three hours of that Uh, Jesus uh,
1: Bobby uh, Cannavale Was my favorite part Of Boardwalk Empire He was the best villain On that show uh, but uh, One of the reasons That I haven't watched A lot this week uh-huh. Is You've been a uh, busy boy. I got There's a bunch of boxes Sitting behind our thing Over here <laughs> uh, I Chaos Theory's getting A second printing mm-hmm. uh, And I'm putting that out Into comic shops uh, And to celebrate that November 15th uh, if you live in Los Angeles, you can join us November 15th at House of Secrets in Burbank, California. Uh, I believe we're going to be starting around 5, mm-hmm. uh, 5 p.m. So you can, Sam is going to be there. Uh, uh, we might have shirts, uh, but we will definitely have copies of uh, of my comic if you want to come pick that up. Or if you want to come just hang out, and and say hi. November 15th, which is a Wednesday. Um, so it's new comic book day. That'll be a perfect time to come pick up your new comic. And
0: it's two days before Justice League, so they'll actually talk about your comic and not Justice League's running time or the, the part in Superman's hair or something exactly. ridiculous. That goddamn so, mustache. Yeah. The so Oh no no, no 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 yeah, no goddamn no 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 no. I want a Blu-ray with the porn stash.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: every I time see what they did with every it. Every <laughs> time uh, they do Superman with a beard, Greg Pax run had a minute where Superman had a beard. And it's like, why don't we just do this? Why don't we just commit to Superman say, having a beard, man? It works.
0: Henry Cavill with a porn stash in a Superman costume, checks boxes I didn't even know I had.
1: <laughs> I get it, man. I feel you. I, I now, get it.
0: I now get the cosplay weird fetishy stuff. Now. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> okay, there we go. So, you got me. <laughs> uh, but, but Wednesday, November 15th at House of Secrets in Burbank, California. If you live in L.A., come join us. Come hang out. I'm very excited. Uh, I will be announcing some of the shops that this will be in. It's all over the country. So, and if you're not able to get in shops, you will also be able to get it online. Very cool. Uh, When
0: we're off the air, we should talk because there's some local comic book shops that won't conflict with the the jurisdiction of House of Secrets awesome. I think would be great for you to say. Amazing. That. I pre- really appreciate
1: that. Yeah.
2: Very cool. Uh, one last thing I want yes. to bring, bring up before we hop into Thor. Uh, this is from the Reddit subreddit. You guys always put in what you guys are into this week and I think this is a good shout out to give yeah. to friends of the show. Uh, the Big Johnny D. The Woods by Super Sugar Pine 7. Uh, I'm not a fan of the genre but every time I was scared I felt a little bit of pride which made it fun for me. That's awesome. So yeah they, uh, friends of ours Stephen Suptic uh, they have a channel called Sugar Pine 7. Mm. They won show of the year at the stream and they put together a little horror short and they shot it up in Idlewild and they have actually really cool prosthetics and um, oh. I, I, I went to the little premiere thing they, they had for it no air conditioning in the theater that was <laughs> completely full it was that's a, a, that's a knock it, it that's was a, that's a little it was a knock <laughs> well
0: they <laughs> but, wanted they wanted it to smell like a forest exactly mm, uh, but
2: no it was uh, it was genuinely really fun to watch and I'm really proud of them so you that's can check awesome. it out for free it's on YouTube so many
0: of our fans don't like horror things and it bums me out yeah, we talk about it a lot well, that's because there's so much bad horror for the, for, for the younger generation there's so much of this PG-13 found footage nonsense yeah. where there needs to be like a primer of these are the 10 horror movies from the history of film that you should watch that are legitimately good films Yes, whether out. it's Bride of Frankenstein or The Exorcist or Halloween there's just so you many of them you
1: threw shade at the original Frankenstein and I love the original Frankenstein I have to throw shade at it I watched it I was forced love to watch it, it and bad, there's so and many the, bad memories and, with the, it. and the original King Kong uh, but the thing. Anyway, whatever. Uh, that's another. That's another podcast for another day. You just named about four movies I've never seen, so we do have
2: to. Wait, read. Have you
0: ever seen The Thing? Mm-hmm. Which one? The, the James Arness or the or the uh, John Carpenter? I've seen John Carpenter. I've seen
1: more of the new one. The most recent one. The no.
0: I've even oh, seen, I've can even, we can we turn his mic off? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be I've loud even, enough. I even uh,
1: really enjoyed uh, the thing that came from outer space. The, oh, the original is, is great. Yeah. 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 Anyway. We have more movies yeah. to watch It's fun uh, But now Real quick We're going to do Spoiler free For Thor For Thor Ragnarok And then once we're through that We'll go through spoilers We'll warn you guys Mark you're our guest mm-hmm. What did you think Spoiler free What did you think Of Thor Ragnarok The third Thor movie
0: um, This is going to sound We'll talk about it And we'll expand in spoilers But I think it's easily The best Thor movie which might Which might be damning it With faint praise <laughs> um, Agreed um, I think While I was watching it It was enjoyable Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this might be sort of Marvel's Suicide Squad in the sense that the movie makes zero sense, but it's beautiful and it's mostly funny. And I described the Suicide Squad as a banana split that had melted. (laughs) Yeah, you have have to drink it and afterwards you're sticky and gooey and you have a sugar rush and your stomach hurts it's similar to this the visuals are great Uh, Hemsworth and Cate Blanchett are amazing Um, it is it is fun if you love the Marvel Cinematic Universe I can't imagine not loving this yeah Um, my I have issues with the Marvel Cinematic Universe just because I think they all kind of look the same Um, but it's a thoroughly enjoyable I had a great time doing it and there's gonna everybody every gay man in the world is gonna want to do hella drag next year because Cate Blanchett's saying I am the goddess of death it's just like okay where's my dress
1: I her her the sheer force of her charisma overcomes the fact that I don't understand anything about
0: her like well we'll get into the spoilers because I have a list of things that I was like oh why is
1: she here what does she want just the sheer force of Kate Blanchett's energy and just the fun she has I want to see her in like all the movies now just because I just she's awesome.
0: She's well, it's very much like watching Nicholson's Joker. She is chewing up the scenery because yeah. she knows what she's there to do. She's there to shred things. And she's, she's just, Exquisite in it
1: the other thing that really stood Out to me the I this is my Favorite version uh, I would I would argue That this is a pretty different
0: version of Thor than we've gotten well, he's kind of playing he's, he's kind of playing Marvel's Hercules as Thor I, I like of, it I, I, I like That he's always like trying to pump Himself up yeah and I big, love that there's an insecure An insecure side to this big buff guy That's delightful and Chris Hemsworth is Really really owning the Role for the first time that being said When we get into spoilers it's really not Thor
1: yeah, I that, I but but this version of Thor, it's like if this had been the version of Thor through all the movies, he'd probably be my favorite Avenger. But the one the character that stood out that meant the most to me, that I actually like connected to most, I actually really liked Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie. Hmm. Yeah, actually, she was my favorite. She was my favorite character. How come? Um, just because uh, she she it could have been very much a Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy, where you just you're no fun and you kind of disappear into the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's able to give it an energy that I actually care about what happened to her, and she's the only character in the movie that I. Feel like I tracks as a person to me. Mm. Yes, yeah, she is. She is a joke machine. She yeah. has
0: the most honest, dramatic arc of a character. Yeah,
1: and meanwhile, she also gets to have fun with Hulk. <coughs> so she she is she's a, she's likable in that sense. She's not just like angry all the time. That's true. Yeah, I personally
2: I loved it to death. I I had so much fun. I was giggling. Well, this is nonstop. the third movie
1: you've
0: ever seen, right? I know,
2: right? Yeah, I don't know. Why all the other ones you're mentioning sound really fun. I'll get to those eventually. Uh, I've watched <laughs> two Fast and Furious and then this one, so yeah. it's a big surprise. But no. I had a no. I genuinely had a lot of fun with it. There are there are problems, and I did a show yesterday where we kind of broke down that like there there's a Planet Hulk story that starts Thor, not Hulk, uh, and then you have Hella, and they have an act. They have like two X almost. Then they don't have anything that resolves either of those stories. They just have an end to a movie, and then then you go on, and that's yeah. it. But like so, I'm like it, you don't feel like any like. Thing like finished with either of them, which is a bummer to me. Yeah, but I love the portrayal of every single character that was uh, on screen. Uh, it was bloated, but I didn't care. Like I had, I had fun with it. I don't know.
0: I was never bored. Yeah. Um. But for me, a lot of the Marvel movies feel like cotton candy. When you eat after you eat them, they kind of evaporate.
2: Yeah. I mean that's true, and like I, it's kind of tough because. I, I don't know it's like to me I mean what, what happens when you see Fast and the Furious movies What what's what's your usual like thought process because you usually love them
1: oh it's pure joy yeah. but at least at least uh, to be fair I haven't seen any of them before 5 and the 5 is when they see, introduced Dwayne earn, the Rock Johnson you didn't Johnson. earn everything and that so think, it's pretty much just a blast you didn't sit
0: through 2 yeah.
1: I didn't sit so, through 2 I four, didn't do Tokyo Drift for, for some left. people is their favorite one yes it's I, I pretty much came in when uh, most of culture agreed hey you know what these are pretty great action movies but, but I think part of what works for those is one they're they're one of the few games in town doing traditional at- where they're really wrecking cars and well, like
0: throwing people through windows and what's stuff. What's crazy about those movies is that they're old they're basically Roger Corman drag race films with huge budgets yeah and they, they 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 know exactly what they are they don't have any pretense about them and if you're serving me nachos at the movie theater if, if you if I know they're nachos I'm going to enjoy them as nachos and there's no they don't ever have like Judy Dench appearing as a you know as, as a wise old drag racer from the 1300s or something mm-hmm. they're always really, even when they have a Helen Mirren or a Charlize Theron I yeah they
2: did get Helen out. Mirren yeah uh, but I think no, with this
0: with a lot of these My point movies, is, is
2: that like it, it feels like cotton candy to me when I watch yeah. these movies, and that's fine because it's good to have candy every once in a while. It makes your life a little bit better. So it, when you look at it, like if I try to break this movie down to see if I could, like if I would, this would ever win an award for writing or anything? No, it wouldn't. But yeah. I think you can tell that everyone's having a really but, fucking blast during but, the movie. But,
0: but that's not what I'm saying. I'm not no. saying that it has to be an Oscar winner or it has to be complete pulp. We've become, especially in the recent months, a society of there's black and there's white and there's no shades of gray. Yeah, every thing is a shade of gray and for, especially for genre movies you, you put 10 guys and 10 people men or women in a, in a room who have like genre movies and they'll all like 10 different movies for 10 different reasons and as long as you can explain what worked for you and what didn't work for you that's what's interesting to me mm-hmm. i just i just think that these marvel movies and they're super successful and i get why people like them but i you know maybe i was too close too close to them because i grew up reading those comic books it feels like i'm watching a 17 episode TV show, there's a, a there's a sameness to them that I get. Why rock the boat? You're making billions and billions of dollars. I get that, but for me, the ones that stand out are the ones that are a little bit left of center, like the original Guardians, and this one is a little bit left of center. This one's a better Guardian sequel than Guardians Two.
1: Agreed. Uh, one of the things I liked about you talk about the the elements that do kind of break the sameness of it. I liked the the score. This is probably the most memorable Marvel score. Maybe ever, I but at least in a long time. When I watched,
0: uh, I th- thought it was Stranger Things when it first started. I was like, yeah. Wait a minute, they, did they license the strange? Are, are, are they are they are they are they that meta? They're already <laughs> referencing, referencing something yeah. that's referencing
2: something. No, yeah, because it doesn't make sense that it has an eighties feel to it, and then none of the rest of the movie. Really, I have a feeling a Taika
1: Waititi's a bigger fan of uh metal album covers than he is of Thor. Mm-hmm.
0: That said, the the opening to this movie—well, the composer was the was from Devo, yeah, exactly. so that's as far as metal as you can get. Uh
1: The the um that opening with it, wait, what's the realm? What's Surtur's realm? It, Whatever the fire of hell realm. Let's call it fire it, realm. Yeah, that opening was awesome to me. The, everything I I was so amped for the rest of the movie, which kind of let me down. I have to, but at the opening uh and hell was was dope i that, it's i don't know it was my well, favorite you got the creativity movie. with the hammer you got thor like yeah a little bit of thor it was,
0: i like just starting off
1: I again i like this take on thor of him as just a swashbuckling adventurer him dicking around in i space. still have
0: no idea why neither him nor hulk were in civil war there's really no explanation of how the hulk gets to where he is and why thor is gone yeah like because why did the hulk
1: s- explain it he just said he pointed up
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: That was
1: it He just pointed He pointed to the uh, de- He pointed to the anus. Disney stockholders And <laughs> said <laughs> He said hey You know why
0: not Like which is fine. I yeah. mean,
2: you at I, I, every element that they stole from Planet Hulk, I enjoyed in the movie. I thought Korg was pretty. Well, fun. technically, it's not
0: stealing because they own. Oh, Planet true. Hulk. But so, like, I mean, re- like let's say referenced. There <laughs> you go.
2: There you go. But like, they they took it from Hulk and <laughs> gave it to Thor that like he's experiencing Korg. He's experiencing Meek, who were really fun characters yeah, for
1: him. I want a Meek action figure.
2: And I do like the little improv feel of what at Korg. I feel like Korg wasn't even in the movie until Tyka just saw him and was like, "Oh, that'd be fun." Yeah. And He threw on a mocap suit and he just improved for like a couple scenes. Like it could yeah. have been anybody.
0: Well, when we get to the I have some comments about that. <laughs> really? Okay. But uh, I so and, not and bad. I, just comments. Just I'm comments. Generic. I'm trying and to. And even
1: it. even though I, I do think sometimes the Marvel movies can disappear up their own ass with the humor. Yeah. Well, uh, the devil's anus. The, yeah, exactly. The I the the humor in this worked for me a lot better than the Guardian stuff. Uh, I I found I found a lot of the jokes more funny. Definitely the second. Yeah. Oh, because you didn't. You're on the fence, or did you not like the first Guardians I, movie? The, I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't really like the Guardians movies. okay. That's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't
2: know about rewatchability with this for me. I just, it was good the first time. You're going to see
0: it four more
1: times and then you get
0: back to I us. mean, you know what I do. Yeah. Like, I can't help it. That's, well, I think yeah. this movie will be great if you have your headphones on listening to music and you're working and it's on in the background. This yeah. is a great peripheral movie, and I don't mean that as an insult. It's, it's a movie that's beautiful. And the the CG on the Hulk in this, because the Hulk is a in the movie a lot probably just as much as Ruffalo as a human Yeah, the acting and stuff they got from Hulk it's like they stole everybody that did, worked on Planet of the Apes franchise into this because the Hulk is pretty exquisite there yeah. are close-ups of him talking and it's it it works. It, it's shocking how well it is. It's so subtle. That's why no one's talking about it because you just assume it at this point. But when you look at, it, I was like, "Holy shit, that's not that's not real." And yeah. It's how
2: good the other actors played with him too. It was just something that I noticed. Like when um, I remember, like behind the scenes, when just because I'm new to how they shoot bigger characters like that, yeah. how they use like little markers and stuff, and how people get distracted when they shoot. It just it, I forgot about how the logistics of how they made this work, and it was yeah, you kind of like just fell for it. This is a character. This person exists. Yeah. Let's move forward. I do. I, what did you guys feel about Jeff Goldblum's character? Did you find him to be annoying, or did you guys enjoy him? Because that just was... Goldblum's more...
1: magical, man. Okay, just make it sure. It's my favorite joke in the movie, but
0: that's spoilers.
2: <laughs> oh, we'll get into that. Yeah. It does have a good joke. How did you feel about him, though?
0: Um, He's playing Jeff Goldblum, which mm-hmm. is a good thing. He's not playing a character any more than Robert Downey Jr. is playing Tony Stark. They're playing themselves mm-hmm. and sort of being retrofit. That being said, Jeff Goldblum... Has such an otherworldly delivery that him playing an immortal alien who has a gladiator ring, I think that actually might be what Jeff Goldblum does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, You're like and, hey, maybe, and, yeah. and it was it was it was an idiosyncratic performance, but it wasn't distracting because he's such a good actor. It actually has shray- shades of Brundlefly in it. It's, it's yeah. sort of like this weird ADD, distracted. Just, you know, I want to know what the music is in his head because no one else has ever heard that before. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Although I I wish he was blue because the Grandmaster has blue skin. Yeah. And I wish they had done something with the collector who's his brother.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I'm wondering, are they, is that just going to be backstory or like in Avengers 4 we'll see them hanging out? It'll probably be an after credit scene, the two of them dicking around for a second.
0: That could be, it's having Goldblum and Benicio del Toro in the same scene playing off of each other is either going to be the best thing in the world or the most insufferable, twitchy, full of ticks and whistles. Souls thing ever there's there's no it's no that's never gonna be okay it's either gonna change the world for the better or it's gonna cause the end of time so
1: either we, we'll,
0: we'll I do it after-
2: I want the bad I want the bad version of that we'll really get, bad we'll do the
0: after credit scene test it and if
1: it works a whole buddy comedy movie yeah. with the two of them uh, going through space that's what we space. want yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I had a like we were talking about on another show that just maybe he wasn't even cast like he could have just been walking by in his regular clothes and that's what it was yeah. he, had, he was testing out some makeup they're like could you just step in for a second because well, he's that, not in the movie a lot that yeah. could
0: be true because his. Costume was the worst in the movie. When you see close-ups of him, you're like, "Oh, he shops at Hollywood Toy and Costume." Yeah, he does. Yeah, everyone else looked great, but it was yeah. like he must have said, "I'm not putting on armor. Give me a bathrobe." And they stapled some lemay to it and gave him some blue lipstick. I, and that's I new.
1: love the new Thor. Speaking of the, the, like you mentioned, the design is great. Mm-hmm. A lot of the the world is cool. Sakar looks cool. I love the Thor's new costume. Yeah, and I'm, you can tell he it. probably likes
2: it too because the other one was like 40 pounds and it was yeah. made out of metal and like composite yeah. and just huge. And now he doesn't have the hair. He's not sweating all the time. No. It's
0: great. Well, he never had that. Those were always wigs. Why can you make me believe that the Hulk is a 90-foot tall green guy who talks and we can't make good wigs?
1: It's w- a w- challenge. All right, man. It's wigs insane. Are, we,
0: it's not a challenge. I know so many drag queens that had, can do better hair than anybody. And I'm like, what? watch RuPaul's that, Drag Race. Hire those people. How, they're going
1: to the wrong people.
0: That's the secret.
1: They're mm-hmm. going to the wrong people. They're going to the people that don't know. We're ditching the Get
0: wigs. Get RuPaul to be the wig consultant. What do white straight emotions. guys
1: know about wigs? Nothing. I can tell you nothing. <laughs> uh, but overall, I mean, if we're let's let's rate it. Let's, let's rate, rate it. it what should sure be our number? We always choose random number. when they're not random. There's something from the thing, but it's always different. It's
2: pretty random. But someone does the math for us later. Yeah. Uh, um uh what's what's a the number they throw out in this? Uh or three in, there's nine realms. Nine realms. No, there you no, go. There you go. Perfect. Out of nine, DJ, I'm throwing
1: it to you. <laughs> what is a what is a high C low B? Seven? Sure. I'll give it a seven. That's fine. Yeah. Mark? Um a B minus. I'll give it B minus. I'll
0: give it um, I'll bump it up. Like seven and a half? That's not yeah, bad. There you go.
2: Yeah, and to be fair, because if it's nine, eight sounds crazy. I put yeah. like a like seven point nine. Like it's, it's like or barely. You an liked eight. it. It's you barely had a good time. But no, because now we, when you yeah, I've been basically just. Deciding not to think about it, <laughs> like I'm like I've just That's decided. Secret, you yeah. Just don't have to think not. about it.
1: And I, I wonder. So we're going. Are we transitioning into spoilers? And three, two, one. This is our transition into spoilers. Spoiler, spoilers, the, spoilers, spoilers. The you mentioned Suicide Squad. The other thing this reminded me of is Batman v Superman. In that it kind, I think a lot of my frustration stem from I see a better movie in here. Like a lot of Marvel movies, I felt the same way with Spider-Man Homecoming. It's just like just two more script drafts, oh, man. Don't even get just me started do, on Spider-Man. But Homecoming. like, just just do just. Just do two more drafts of the script. Like, make make the three movies... The way I describe it is like, this is three good
0: Thor movies cut together in one fine Thor movie. It's, It's two decent Thor movies and a half a Hulk movie. I don't think there's any complete thoughts in this movie. Um... I think it's enjoyable, but for me, my ratings come from: Will I do? I want to own this movie, and would I rewatch it? Mm. And you know, talking about writing, you know, when you're when you're a writer and you watch these things, things pop out to you that are writing problems, and it's not because I'm looking for them. I love nothing more than seeing a movie, and I watch it as an audience member. Like, yeah, Wonder Woman, I was all in. I didn't think about script issues. I was just I was just there for the ride. This there were things that that just stopped me dead. Um, since we're in the spoiler alert, why does a rock alien? Five billion light years from Earth, know what rocks, paper, scissors are?
1: You know what mine was? That we. I thought you were going to say the same thing. For some reason, the rock, paper, scissors didn't grab me. The vampire, the vampire joke. Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Oh, it's like three vampires together." It's like, do do they they have vampires? Like, are there space vampires? Like, what are the... My rebuttal
2: for this is uh, they're all speaking English. He's using words in colloquial no but, a, no, but you're making... Having a,
0: having a universal translation is mm-hmm. easy in sci-fi. We have a device that makes everyone communicate. He would not know a culture. That's like me making a joke that the the, the headhunters in Bora Bora would get. I have no reference to their culture. I wouldn't know an in-joke. what are Why would an alien th- that far away know what scissors are? No, or no, paper? You're,
2: no, you're totally right. I, I didn't think about that just yeah, because but, I got caught in it. But, but, I think but the vampires point is, is like a... I, that's a being. Though. Yeah, I get it, but,
1: but I think the, the idea is the fact that if, if, I'm, if I find myself distracted by these things, mm-hmm. the, movie's not, I'm, the movie's not doing, like, I'm not in the movie. Can,
0: can we, can I do, can we do, since we're on distractions, can I give you the other two that drove me crazy? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so Thor is the god of thunder, but somehow he's the god of lightning, because those are the same things, which yeah. they're not. <laughs> um, okay, fine, I get it, great, great. But when Thor is fighting the Hulk in that arena and he starts shooting electricity, the device that Valkyrie puts in his neck is an electro taser yeah. So why didn't he use his electric powers To pop that out of his neck If, yeah. if I put a 9 volt battery On a generator The generator's going to blow that battery up It was. It didn't make any sense And the other thing At the end When Odin Who apparently shops at like Old Navy now <laughs> And lives in Scotland yeah. Okay no that's New Zealand I, yeah. I recognize that That's fine too But Thor He says to Thor It's not about the hammer It's about you Well, that's not – then why does the hammer say only he who is worthy can pick it up if it was only for his son? It it changes the whole inherent mythology of Thor. And I get on paper the idea that it's internal to him. is great. But the destruction of the hammer, they just leave it there. They don't pick it up. There's pieces there. And and what that's was, so we can find it in Avengers Infinity War. There you go, <laughs> no, in. no, that's because Chris Hemsworth's not going to come back after these after Avengers four and five. And Tessa Thompson's going to pick it up and become I female Thor. Love it. We're, we're, we've love already it. we've seen the seeds planted in this movie for all the changes that are going to come in Phase four because they can't afford any of these people anymore, and none yeah. of them want to. And I'm sure you know Chris Hemsworth. It's easy to eat boiled chicken and steamed broccoli for six months at a time when you're in your 20s, but when you're getting close to your 40s, yeah. That working out is and taking HGH for every movie that gets difficult. Yeah, they, they they planted so many seeds in this whether it's the killing of the warriors three. Yeah, or Wow, they just kind of skimmed over that. Yeah, too, yeah. continue. Sorry, um, you can see they're like, and this is going to change, and this is going to change, and we're not going to have Asgard anymore. and We're going to do this. I want. I joked that the last scene, the next Thor movie, should be called Battlestar Asgardia. Yeah, because they're all on a ship looking for a place to land.
1: I. You know what? I like that. I like that because I never. And, and it
0: doesn't help with this movie that Asgard's never meant
1: anything to me Oh, I have no problem with Asgard know. being gone.
0: Like, my problem was the hammer being gone because when Thor used his hammer in this movie when he had it, it was the best cinematic use of his hammer yes. in all three movies. Agreed. Which when is he probably why I like that it around, opening so That much. opening sequence and he was spinning it like Wonder Woman shield deflecting the bullets and stuff, yeah. it was spectacular. And then they got rid of it. Yeah,
1: well, one of my favorite bit, my favorite hammer bit that you've ever done in this movie, and the best use of the of the the mechanics of it is when the dragon's coming toward it and he mm-hmm. just sets it in its mouth mm-hmm. and stops. I was like, that's also it
2: made him that feel, that feel like shit. a god. If, yeah. it was just like, no, he's got a handle in this situation. Whatever. Happening at home, like he can handle this. Well,
0: you yeah. know, you know, the screenwriter saw that that gif of the Thor's a dick and his tamers on t- the toilet, toilet lid. It oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're
1: like, oh, we got to use <laughs> That's that. That's a funny guy.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now that we're talking about it, now all the, the questions are coming up. So, Uh-oh. how has Thor gotten around anywhere if he didn't know Heimdall wasn't at? at the Bifrost. Bifrost. Uh, huh. That's how he got off Earth yeah. and that's how he gets around everywhere, but he's been gone for months not using a ship, not going you th- can't go through space. Yeah. So how did he get there? Whoops. Yep, there's a whoops.
0: <laughs> now, I don't remember much about the dark world. Mm-hmm. Um but thankfully w- was 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 Heimdall ex- exiled at the end of that? No, they think I think they said it, it happened Loki. in between.
2: Yeah, that yeah. Loki as Odin Tried to get him and he ran away. Okay,
0: because I, I didn't remember that at yeah. all. what do you I, think
2: of Scourge, by the way, coming into that? Like, what oh, Scourge Carl Urban? He actually, out of everybody, had a little bit of an arc throughout the movie. Didn't need it. Didn't yeah, need it there. I,
1: if, if I can be honest with you, if I were, to, if I were to, to, we sometimes do a segment on this where we say, what if, like, hey, what what changes could you make to something that, like, make it click more? I think just the, right off the top of my head, it's like he, Odin at the beginning of this movie has gone. Loki's gotten rid of him. Cool. That's Odin's gone. We don't need to try and find him. That's the, the the point is he's gone and Thor's trying to deal with that. Have Thor find out from Yeah, but from they, still,
0: they still had Anthony Hopkins for one more movie. So but, if you're going to use him, use we, him.
1: We have the flashback stuff that where he sees the vision of Odin. So we can have the vision of Odin while and technically knowing where he is. What kind of dick is Odin
0: that he just says, I'm going to go live on a farm and let all my people die? Yeah,
1: exactly. But... Like, <clears throat> he could so so the just don't cut out the whole like we're going to earth to find odin he he goes to he finds out from surtur that odin's gone uh, that odin's not on the throne in revealing that loki is is behind the throne that's when hella can show up for whatever reason and so we cut out all of that stuff and then have loki stick around on the planet with hella so there's actually a character with her that we care about and also we could just have Scourge be bad what I love Carl Urban I'm bummed that Carl Urban was kind of
0: meh uh, yeah, yeah it's a joke
1: yeah anyway
0: I'm just over Loki
1: I like Tom Loki. Hiddleston a lot as an actor he was great and only lovers left alive
0: the problem with Loki is we see him as a deep as a horrible villain in the first Thor movie yeah he brings the Frost Trolls or whatever they are into Gugelheim or whatever division (laughs) at, at, you know, wherever Asgard is to fight. He murders Agent Coulson. Graphically. And now he's like Jerry Lewis to Thor's Dean Martin. And they've all forgotten that he was responsible for bringing the destruction to New York City. It's all, I get that he's charismatic and audiences like him, but you can address all that stuff in just one line. This doesn't have to be big arcs. It goes back to, you know, circling back to one of my big problems with um, Spider-Man Homecoming. I don't need to see Uncle Ben get shot again any more than I need to see Martha Wayne's pearls bounce down Crime Alley. Yeah. But no reference to great power and no reference to Uncle Ben takes that takes the heart out of that movie. If you've never seen Spider-Man before and you don't know him, you don't think you don't think he has any he just wants to be popular. Yeah. And the problems with Loki could be solved the way I, the, the, I proposed. A problem being solved in Spider-Man: Homecoming when Aunt May's talking to Peter that first time and she's like, "Things have been stressful. I just need four words." Since Uncle Ben died, and that instantly gives the movie a depth yeah. that, that is lacking. And in this, Thor should have you know, Thor should have said something like, "You know, you know, you're you're trying you're, you're trying to be a good guy now. You've, you're responsible for the deaths of lots of people, including my friends." Yeah. Well, and then you could connect it also with the idea kind of Odin too. Well, but yeah. the,
1: but the thing is, so so if we say that like maybe that that uh, Loki kicked Odin out, we don't know where Odin is. It, we, if we leave Loki with Hela, as Hela's talking about, like, oh, Odin, and I did all these things, and then he just decided to change. That's a way to introduce the idea that listen, you can do awful, awful stuff, and try and undo that. There's there's, there's merit in the, at least the attempt of trying to be better. Just pick, just pick an arc, and just pick an arc. just give give the movie an arc.
0: Another easy script fix: Odin's on Earth. Loki exiled him. Okay, to justify Odin being there, his distance from Earth has made him the equivalent of dementia. He doesn't really remember who he is, and have Hella show up there and kill him. Boom. As opposed to him turning into gold sprinkles and commit suicide, I, I guess he committed suicide. Who knows? Also, I don't know what happened.
2: With gods, they're supposed to, or Norse gods, they're supposed mm. to go to Valhalla after you die in battle. So he didn't go anywhere. Well, none oh, yeah. of them. Yeah, he well, fucked up. Well, yeah.
0: Valhalla in this version is a secret. Hell is like, oh, it's a secret basement. It's, oh, it's that's Valhalla. right. Is the where so, the people
1: buried beneath there?
0: Because you have a great, you have a great device in Valhalla. You can bring back Rene Russo. You can say, yeah. Hell is bringing back her. Bad warriors who are dead. Thor should find the, good the key ones. to Valhalla and bring the heroes back, and then you bring back the, the warriors three. You bring them all back to fight, yeah. and, and then have them realize that these warriors are being tainted by her, and they turn against her. Yeah, it's it's basic heroes journey stuff, and it, and it's stuff that once again, I wasn't sitting there in the movie analyzing and going, oh well, they should do this, and this, this there's too many words on this page. These are just ideas that floated to the surface, and yeah. it's like why. This is less than a draft away And these aren't changes That would change The expense of the movie Or even any scenes in the movie It's stuff that you could Put in there Yeah Hmm. But
1: Valkyrie's great Oh, <laughs> a being said, it's, a, it's a great
0: version It's a very, very entertaining movie Yeah, I feel sometimes my critiques of the Marvel movies Is like I'm getting a cheese pizza And I'm complaining that it's not sushi I get what they're trying to do yeah. My, as an audience member My, I have a lack of connection Deep connection to the Marvel movies Because I find them a little glib And a little surface yeah. Now you could argue the DC movies Go too far the other way And are too dark and dour yeah. But I'd rather err on that I'd rather err on too much gravitas Because if there's too little gravitas To me sometimes it feels like I'm watching someone play a video game yeah. And that's the least satisfying thing in the world
1: yeah there's just a little bit of a of a of a weightlessness to it that again you could there's and 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 i think my problem comes in when you ask me to pretend like there isn't so like there's the scene where hulk's been hulk for two years why i don't really know but when he goes into the quinjet and you have scarlett johansson's thing and then he freaks out it's like this doesn't Mean anything to me because I don't know what he's been Going through I don't know where his Mind's at I don't know like None of, it just there's just there's a weightlessness to it that none of it really matters to Me and I wish it did I wish well, it like because
0: I like Hulk what's interesting is Marvel You know none of the n- Marvel is Responsible for lots of us having jobs because of these Movies and lots of lots of genre stuff Becoming the most I think rapidly assimilated Genre are you trying to tell culture. me that this
1: episode Is probably going to be one of our best hitting episodes. <laughs> Probably <laughs> yeah.
0: and once again once again when I Criticize a movie I'm not trying to change people's minds I'm just, you know, I grew up reading Roger Ebert and Pauline Kael and Gene Siskel and people who were actual, like, went to school for, you know, Ebert won a Pulitzer. Even though I very rarely agreed with Roger Ebert, I understood why he liked movies and why he didn't. I liked the debate. If you can tell me what worked for you and what didn't. I understand you more, and that's interesting. But for me, it's not saying you're wrong, because everybody's a lot. I, I, I don't go to movies hoping I don't like them. Yeah. I'm, if I have, I'm going to spend $18 and two hours of my life, I want to enjoy it. And that being said, I enjoyed Thor Ragnarok yeah. a great deal. It's not a bad movie at all. Well, I just have a, a, a disconnect with... If I was 10, the Marvel movies would be the best thing in the world. I just yeah. wish there was a... Marvel inherently has... In their comic books, had a more humanity than DC traditionally, and I'm missing some of the more human stuff. Yeah. Although Cat Dennings not being in it, best Thor movie of all time. You <laughs> didn't like the meow meow thing. He didn't I Cat like I, I, Dennings, I'm sure she's a lovely person. Um, I I just don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> you don't get the feel. No, uh,
2: I I totally agree with you. Uh, but oh, uh, I'm trying to. Go with what you're saying. Go with what no, you're no,
0: saying. No, no, no. Go,
1: go, go for it, man. No, no, go for it. No, you, no, you no, go you for it. Go for it. Uh, no, I, um, uh, I agree. I agree with that. I, um, I. That's one of the reasons why I think I like. Uh, the first Avengers and the last two Captain America movies because I thought there was a better balance of, hey, this shit has weight, this shit matters, but also we're having fun. And I thought that's what made Wonder Woman work really well is there's stuff that really meant something to me. We've been like a baby with uh, uh, Trevor and the plane, but it was having fun. It was it was, it was was checking on the boxes that a fun adventure movie is supposed to.
0: And if you look at good, fun adventure movies that have a little gravitas to them, Wonder Woman did this super super well the Donner Superman, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the things that worked well, the humor and Thor that worked well for me were Thor because it was organic humor. He was always trying to like talk himself up. Yeah. You know, that stuff. When it was just weird jokes for the sake of jokes, it was far less... Insert joke here than I thought of, than Doctor Strange was. Wong, yeah. you know.
2: That's rough. That's a rough, personally, that's a rough movie for me to watch. Green, well, uh, or Do- Green Lantern. Yeah, I could said it because yeah. I think that it's the same movie, but well, Doctor Strange No, it's, yeah. it's
0: Iron Man, but with magic instead of iron a suit um, and a little bit of Green Lantern. My problem, biggest problem with Doctor Strange is Benedict Cumberbatch. His oh. accent is so god awful, and his accent got even worse in this movie. Americans don't all sound like they have a head cold and lock draw. And, and his goatee was uneven. It's like hire a good makeup artist to fix it. It goes to a wide circle on the side of his face. It just looked like, oh, we have him. Get him in here. No, no, no. He's, he's here for two hours. I just thought the thing that's interesting about Marvel versus DC is the casting. Marvel always casts someone who's perfect for the role. DC always announces people and you're like, oh, that's going to end in tears. And But there's always interest there. I, I ran like a man up and down the street complaining about Michael Keaton. Then I saw Batman and Batman Returns. And I, to this day, think he's the most believable Bruce Wayne we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, Heath Ledger. Oh, give me a break. He was in 10 Things I Hate About You. Obviously, one of the most transcendent performances. He would have won that Oscar. Even if he hadn't died I think that's a That's a performance I could watch that performance Every day and find something new When Marvel was talking About Doctor Strange They were in negotiations With Joaquin Phoenix My initial reaction was That's fucking weird I want to see that movie Because I don't know What it's going to be And I And that's not to say Casting the right person The most obvious person Is wrong I just like a little bit I, I like going in going Okay Prove to me why this is good you know, I, I like going to a restaurant that might have a bee on its in its window because the food might be great, or I might get food poisoning, and it might not work. Hey, but, hey, that means you're living, though. So you're yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: living life. What did you think of Doctor Strange in, in the in the movie? Oh, in in this in this one, the no, it's not didn't work. It, it
2: literally made no sense, and I, in, it, I it, the, it
0: did not need to be in that movie. I, no. I agree. And I did didn't... like him.
1: I thought he felt more like Doctor Strange in this Than he did in his own movie Agreed. Yes but
0: he didn't sound Like Doctor Strange He sounded like Just a, let him be British He's got a lovely British voice He Just sounded like British. He <laughs> sounded like The inverse equivalent Of Keanu Reeves and Bram Stoker's Dracula yeah. <laughs> I've
2: never watched that So I is it, well, well of course you haven't <laughs> Of course I haven't I got a couple other movies I'm watching <laughs> But what was your uh, What was your favorite bit From this yeah. I think it's When you had Hulk Jumping out of the plane And pancaking <laughs> yeah, on the Pancaking on the Rainbow Bridge Which was great uh, No that's not my favorite there's a couple in there. But, no, uh, you guys bring up good points. It's, I'm trying to see how can I... Now I'm, I, I feel pressure. I've got to come up with a good... The uh, spotlight's on you. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know why I'm blanking right now. Uh, the, with these movies, it just there's a sense of wonder. And I know there, with comics especially, like I just read Jason Aaron. Uh, am I blanking? No, Jason Aaron, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, his Thor, and it's amazing. Like, I was in tears because there's this... And in the third volume, there's a moment where he's talking to a prisoner... Uh, where Thor's talking to a prisoner mm. and he gives him a gift and it's just like this really really touching and hard to get through scene. Um and it sucks that we don't get that in this movie. But I just accepted that a long time ago that these characters are kinda all the same. <laughs> they yeah. after a while. They're not like there's not that too much uh, variety, but that's okay because I like who these people are. Well, yeah it's very
0: it's 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 a very weird sort of double edged sword because the Marvel movies enabled us to get movies like Logan and yeah. The Dark Knight and Deadpool and Wonder Woman which are game changers and genre changers but the Marvel Studios movies are are now almost becoming ta- being taken for granted you know my mom took my nephew to see Doctor Strange and she said to me "Why Doctor Strange is kind of like Iron Man isn't he? and when my mom gets that you realize that the good thing about a shared universe is you have lots of tie-ins, but there comes a point in a shared universe where c- there's a logjam of continuity. And there were so many things in both Spider-Man Homecoming and in th- this movie that if you didn't know the other movies, like you would not know what a Quinjet was if this was your first yeah. horror movie. Mm-hmm. Or you, the, will, you sunset about, the, the Sunset like, reference. The Sunset reference. It I, took me a minute to get that Sunset reference. Yeah. You wouldn't know who Scarlett Johansson was if you didn't know the other movies. And Jim Shooter, who is a, a now sort of controversial is still a controversial figure in comics when he was when he was at his best editing Marvel he said every every issue is someone's first issue you have to make sure that these things make sense and you look back in the 80s there's lots of big blocks of exposition but there was a ton of exposition in this movie there was the the Aries versus the Amazon's version of Hela or Hela yeah, yeah, and, the, yeah, yeah. And, the, and the the Valkyries. Beautiful. There sequence. was the painting that was the same painting from Man of Steel, the moving mm-hmm. painting explaining stuff. Yeah. There was lots of exposition. There was just stuff that if I've been reading these characters and seeing these movies my entire life, there are things where I was like, what are they talking? Oh, it took me a minute to, to remember what they were talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing that I think that I love the most about Wonder Woman and my favorite Star Wars movie of all time is Empire Strikes Back. Because Empire Strikes Back is definitely part of a saga. Mm. But if you watch Empire Strikes Back, and that's the only Star Wars movie you ever see, you know who all the characters are. Yeah. It's a fully satisfy even with the cliffhangers, it's a fully satisfying meal. Wonder Woman was a fully satisfying movie. You know with the the, the re- re- wraparound stuff that it's part of another universe. But you you don't have you know, if you never knew anything about Wonder Woman and you saw that movie, you were fully satisfied. The issue with these shared universes is that sometimes it feels like I'm at a restaurant and the chef brings me the dinner, and he's like, "This is great, but tomorrow the food's going to be even better." Well, I'm here now. Give me a satisfying meal now. Don't tell me to come back tomorrow. Don't reference that. You can do, and it's not easy. But we're at a point now where. It's going to be interesting what happens. with. I'm, I'm, I completely trust Kevin Feige because he's a good guy and he's obviously the architect. He's the, 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 yeah. the, the hand that has made, has steadied the ship. I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with Avengers 4, which I'm assuming is going to be secret invasion. And they're going to recast with Skrulls because everybody's contract is up. Yeah. And they're being so hush-hush about things. It's going to be interesting to see the next step of evolution.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Uh, are you excited about the remake of Empire Strikes Back coming
0: out in December? Um, I didn't like the remake of Star Wars that came out three years ago. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let me let me qualify this. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I don't actively dislike it, um, but I loved it when I was a kid. Empire Strikes Back is the only one I own that I've ever rewatched. I just I just because it's awesome. It's a great movie. It's a great, great, great great movie.
1: Um, We've got some questions here on the tweets. Christopher Walton, at mm, suit enthusiast. There we go. We got we got there. If you could add or remove a character from this movie to make it more plot focused, who would it be? I think we're kind of all in the same boat with that one. Mm-hmm. Maybe Doctor Strange.
0: <laughs> well, I don't even consider him a, a part of the movie. He's just like a little wink wink nudge nudge. I would remove Loki. Yeah. Um I just feel like They know audiences love Loki, and Loki's going to appear in every time there's a Thor movie because people love him, and Tom Middleston's really good at what he does. I think the movie is more streamlined without Loki. We've revisited that well of, you're my brother. I like you, but I don't like you, but I don't trust you. At this point, Thor letting Loki walk around free, Thor's an idiot. Yeah. because Loki's Which they
1: even have a reference to, and then he's still...
0: But Loki's still going to screw you, no matter what. Loki's all about himself. I would have had Thor come to Asgard find out that Loki is Odin lock him up and have Hela free him at the end of the movie and then have him make a choice I didn't I don't think he added anything and the idea that they both fell out at different times of the Rainbow Bridge when Hela pushed them out and they're Mm -hmm. both on the same planet yeah
1: Different times. Is, is there a character that you'd add or take out? A scourge. He could
2: scourge. go the entire thing or make it one of the Warriors three. Even though it wouldn't make it, no it wouldn't make any sense. Just don't do that. Don't don't have a she doesn't need a sidekick. Yeah. Or if you were to switch the story around a little bit to add like an extra beat to what she was doing, yeah. have her invade another realm. Who's have this? her do something else. Like instead of just she gets there, kills all the warriors, which was fun. Yeah. And then she walks to the whatever the throne room walks around walks around walks around and then Thor shows up yeah then nothing happens and so just have her do something else and so delete Scourge and see if you can add in something that makes like show show on a bigger scale than her just taking out Asgard's threats which many people have done so far in the movies yeah and
0: what's also weird about it is in retrospect Odin had a daughter uh, apparently Frigga must have been her mother right Yeah. yeah so Frigga was like okay banishing her daughter to hell they're really bad parents. Yeah, really bad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fr- Frigga was so forgiving of Loki in those first two movies, she's going to let her daughter just be sent to, like, the, the depths of hell.
1: hmm uh, Vanny at Vanny J. Uh, thoughts on the one-eye Thor choice. Was it good or bad one? How many pirate jokes do you think, well, we can look forward to in Infinity War? Millions. <laughs> well, millions. It, of millions
0: of- it's interesting because the Marvel movies get sort of a free pass with a level of violence and destruction and sadism and sexuality in them that the DC movies don't get. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a family film for Thor, yeah. but it had two hand job jokes, two orgy jokes, graphic murders with knives coming through chests, yeah. and Thor loses an eye. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. I, I, To me, Thor losing an eye means that Chris Hemsworth is done soon, because if he didn't want to wear armor, he's not going to wear, want to wear an eye patch for six months of shooting.
1: I was kind of like, so you've been reading Jason Aaron's Thor. Mm-hmm. I thought the eye was a little... On the nose because of Odin's eye, mm-hmm. In in that comic, Thor has Thor should have lost his nose. have uh, sh- th- lost his nose. There you go. He should have. Uh, maybe, maybe they could have done the losing his arm and get the destroyer. Arm. He does, which is really cool. Yeah. But in so it's a still Thor, mutilation. It's still like add some stakes, but it's different. Future or Thor lost an eye too. So yeah. it, was, it seemed like yeah, a, it well.
2: seemed cheaper than cutting off a whole arm. Is but Thor
0: losing an eye, an eye never felt like. I never felt he was in pain. Yeah. It was never. It was just nope. a thing. He just got mascara smeared on his face. See, there was never him holding his eye or him like being off balance or having. I wish. Was a shot of him holding his eye,
1: and blood squirting out through the fingers.
0: <laughs> I mean, no, they flicked it out like it was nothing. Like yeah. he had something in his teeth. It's like a, you have a blackhead or something. Yeah. Know, like a little pro- hella put some proactive on it, and there goes his eye. You
2: would have gotten a good joke though if he tried to throw the hammer and no depth perception, so it just fucking just <laughs> veered off somewhere,
1: Smack somebody in yeah. the head. Uh, uh, Noah Fuerte at the underscore stupid stub. Uh, what do you think this means for Infinity War? That that big ship is. I'm telling Thanos's.
0: you, that's Thanos' ship. Thor is going to die In one of these movies And Tessa Thompson's Going to remake his hammer And be the new female Thor
1: I love Tessa Thompson In
0: this movie So I'm
1: all for it That's, That's my prediction I've always suggested I think If we're supposed to Take Thanos seriously As a threat Right off the bat, he needs to take out one of the core three, and Thor is the easiest to get rid of. Well, they have to because
0: at this point Thanos is ineffectual. Thanos is like a cop on a soap opera. He's horrible at his job. Yeah, he's done nothing but sit in a chair and complain. He doesn't have any gems right now. Oh, just... uh, unless the Tesseract's on that ship. Then yeah, maybe... did, did Loki steal the Cosmic Cube at the end? Definitely. And I will say this. Actually my favorite moment in the in Thor Ragnarok was Kate Blanchett in the throne room and she sees the infinity gauntlet and she just goes fake and yeah. knocks it over. I love that she's a label whore. I yeah. love that. It. it was like it was a smart way for them to that was smart writing because with that one word fake knocking it over it got them out of explaining. Yep. Oh, wait a minute cuz logically in that timeline that that glove is in five different places at exactly. once. Exactly. And I
2: love every fan site that's like well there's technically two
1: and there's a bunch of different. And then it's like shh, know shh, 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 shh. Yeah. it's fake.
0: Actually uh, they're, actually they're all fictional so. <laughs> exactly. Really none of exist the.
1: My favorite joke In the whole movie Was actually The very last teaser When Jeff Goldblum Comes out And he's like uh, Great revolution everybody You couldn't have done it Without me Let's call it a draw <laughs> I thought it was That was the That was my favorite bit I
0: like Jeff Goldblum's Guard too
1: Yeah Which apparently He was in She was in a Hunt for the Walter Also people. She was in Moana She was Grandma Really?
2: Yeah, and who was amazing? That was, yeah. she was a great role in that. She and I was looking through IMDb. She's done a lot more, yeah. so that was just cool to see yeah, it's that a she great, came there's over. A, there's
1: a great cast in this movie,
0: and they're all having a lot. They're all having a lot of fun. That
1: mm-hmm. you can't you can't say this movie's not fun.
0: It's no. a very 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 enjoyable movie, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Very would cool. say it's one of my favorite Marvel Studios movies. I would, I could actually see myself owning this movie. Really interesting. Oh. Yeah, but before I, I my... thought you said you wouldn't, wanna, you wouldn't I, want to. I, own I don't it. know if I'd re- I don't know if I'd sit down and rewatch the whole thing, but I could see going to some. There are some. There are some really, really great scenes, and there are some moments that, even with all its flaws, this movie is worth seeing in the theater. One because it's gorgeous. Yeah. It, it looks like Pink Floyd met Jack Kirby with a little bit of math and a sprinkling of LSD yeah. and a blacklight. It, it's a gorgeous looking movie, but Hemsworth and Blanchett are both worth the price of admission because yeah. they're both they're both having a great time but playing characters they're not they're not in on the joke they're not playing it in on the joke their pl- their character's jokiness is believable as a part of their character it's organic yeah agreed and hemsworth's arms should get an oscar i you know i thought what, they how, how i don't even have those muscles on my skeleton they,
1: he he <laughs> talked about at one point that he actually uh felt too jacked for the last two Thor movies like he couldn't wasn't mobile mm-hmm. enough so we, he didn't get as
0: jacked for this one except but there for was, his
1: arms yeah but there was a vein on his right arm all con- constantly from like the top to the bottom I'm like what is the vein, the on, the his is, the vein on his arm the vein on his
0: arm is bigger than my thigh and yeah, I am not like, a small man so and, and that that muscle back here is that the trap I don't know what I, I don't know and it's the muscle of- here it's like Oh my God! There's a mountain growing out of him. The, that's what kind of bummed me out
1: about uh, the idea that they're probably going to recast all these characters. Like you, just, you finally figured out Thor. You finally figured, you cracked him. Like and now we're going to get well, rid of now
0: him? now there'll be a, if he is killed in the next movie and recast, and and gone, there will now be this movie alone. Will make his death mean something So it'll be interesting to see how much Gravitas Infinity War has because we're going to yeah. see A lot of characters change and
1: I can almost Guarantee you uh, I think the last Marvel movie I saw before Civil War Was Ant-Man I was like man man And then I saw Civil War I'm like never mind I forgive All of it as long as you give me movies like this I, It's it's all forgiven And then the other movies came out and I'm like and Infinity War is probably going to do the same thing I'm like Fuck the fact that I didn't really like Doctor Strange he's amazing In this movie I don't care anymore
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> well, because, because some of these characters aren't meant to be leads either there. Uh, yeah yeah mm-hmm. well it, I you know, think you can look Hulk has had a successful comic book Thor Spider-Man Iron Man Doctor Strange never really had a long-term successful comic book um, Ant-Man, Ant-Man Ant-Man's never had a really long-term successful yeah. comic book that doesn't mean they're not viable interesting characters but not every character can carry his own franchise
1: yeah and it's and I, I remember as a kid growing up my favorite I love Doctor Strange but my context for him was always Spider-Man's fighting the devil he goes to Doctor Strange yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean like <laughs> uh, we have a oh also for Ragnarok I'm surprised
2: of how little people died like I'm like There's, there was very little death in this even I, though death happened it was like man,
1: I but, did like the solution of oh, Guess we're gonna have to Fuck Asgard And then bring him back I thought that was a good way To bring that But that was also on.
0: something That makes no sense Hela gets her power From Asgard But Asgard's not a place It's a people So she should have Materialized on that ship Yeah Was that And
2: Odin said that right
0: Yeah, yeah. Also, Everybody said it in the yeah. last also, I <laughs> also
1: think Marvel confuses Sayings for theme Like Oh Mar- Asgard's not a place It's a people what does that what is, what does that mean to me? I was waiting for
0: everybody to look at the camera at the end and go, "I am Thor, I am Thor, Thor I am uh, Thor." Yeah, <laughs> I don't
1: know what that. It's the same <laughs> thing with uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Like, hey man, you're not this. It's not you're what, whatever the suit saying they gave him was like. That's not what's that supposed to mean, it's man? The like, new great power, great responsibility. It, you can't wear the suit. You step, can't do That's it. a big step down. It it's is. a big step down for. Uh, as far as like motivational sayings go. <laughs> uh, we have one more tweet here from Clemens Merker at Clemens
2: underscore Merker. Based on what we've seen in this movie, how do you think the three-movie Hulk story arc is going to play out? Because... That was the That's, rumor. Ruffalo said that. Yeah. Then the next in three more movies with Hulk in it, there's going to be some sort of two more. Uh, this is or one, two more. And sorry, the,
1: the next two Avengers films.
2: Yeah. So his arc started with this of him becoming Banner. No, he's Hulk forever by the end of it. now. He's going
0: to yeah. be Smart Hulk by the last one, and then have to sacrifice himself. And that because because Universal's never going to give Marvel the rights to do a, this a Hulk movie. Mm-hmm. I, That's what I think. I think he's going to be another one who dies, was, and they'll bring in She-Hulk. Oh, I would uh, we'll love Jennifer She-Hulk. Walters. Um, or Amadeus Cho. Do they... They probably still
2: have dibs on... Do you think Universal Amadeus uh, those, Cho? Those
0: contracts are so weird because somehow Marvel Studios is allowed to use... Are allowed to use Skrulls and... And Marvel Studios are allowed to use Kingpin, and Kingpin was a Spider-Man character, and the Skrulls were Fantastic Four character. So there's all these weird arcane clauses in the contract. And
1: then, like, both Marvel and Fox can both use Quicksilver, sort of. Sort of, yeah. Uh, one gets to say the real name, one gets to make up the name, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's, it's this movie, he became Hulk forever, and then he'll learn how to n- not be Hulk forever. So we're back to the square one at the end. I wouldn't hate to see Smart Hulk because when I when I was coming up, going to be Smart Hulk. When I was coming up in the '90s, that was the where he was Hulk all the time, and he was Bruce Banner as Hulk all Mm -hmm. the time. And so that to me, that's that's the Hulk I grew up with. Mm -hmm. So there's a
0: great visual. There's a great visual that they could do if Thanos is all powerful and has all the gems finally and has the reality gem. Yeah, he could have Mark Ruffalo Smart Hulk come up to him and use the reality gem and split Hulk and Banner in half and kill Banner and just use Hulk as an elemental force because he can bend reality. Yeah. Then you have the best of both worlds. You have the Hulk character. Mark Ruffalo doesn't have to wear a ping pong ball unitard for three months. Yeah. And they can move on. Yeah. That's a good point.
1: That'd be interesting. I do. I wouldn't hate seeing Hulk in a... Giant brown jumpsuit, because that's that's how I remember Is that how what he would wear. That's what he was just giant brown jumpsuit. I also I wouldn't still mind Mister Fix it. I wouldn't mind I him being would, a, an enforcer if, for a casino. And if Grey they A-Hulk. ever did, if they ever did another <clears> Hulk <throat> movie, it's like you have to do you have to do Mister Fix it. Do, like, Aven- do
0: Avengers Eleven? Yeah, like where they're all all the the low the low rent superheroes are like you know a casino thing.
1: Yeah. Anyway. I mean we can all dream that's the, three, yeah. that's the three that's the three the three movie arc he becomes uh, uh,
0: Smart Hulk and then he becomes Joe Fixit
2: that, and that's where we leave it that's yeah. where you people come and check that would be great if while. Thanos
0: split him in half and you think Bruce Banner is dead and he doesn't have any recollection of himself and we see him getting a job at a casino yeah it'd
2: be kind of cool I do kind of want to see it. I've seen it a couple times in comics where Bruce and hulk talk like they try to like communicate with each other and come yeah. to an understanding because the movies haven't done that they kind of at the end they like he just meditates a lot and starts breathing and
1: you're like i kind of figured it out
0: the sun's like going, down. The, the sun's going the sun's down. down the sun's going down i
1: like that that's the only part Thor remembered uh, <laughs> from that whole thing uh the sun's going down yeah <laughs> and he keeps just rubbing him yeah yeah like
0: awkward petting him and yeah. i loved i loved when thor did the fist bump and Hulk and just right.
2: grabbed it yeah, and, yeah. And it, did, it was nice that they got distinguished, like Hulk acts this way, he has slight personality traits, and Banner's this, and Banner got fleshed out a lot more in this instead of just being sad guy in Avengers, where he's like, well, I can't get mad, because yeah. I'll die, or everyone else will die. And yeah. like, at least in this, it was like, no, he can talk about his PhDs a little bit. Yeah. Which was it. Like that's yeah. all he said, but at least it was something a little
1: bit different. Yeah, so. and I'd like to I liked his I wanna
0: know what the seven PhDs are. They put yeah, that in the script. See. They better know what things he has, seven PhDs exactly not Which,
1: flying. Not flying. Although I that was actually one of my favorite action sequences when Thor and Valkyrie are jumping out of the ship and hitting just punching ships to death. The action <laughs> sequences
0: the action sequences in, in this felt like the Jack Kirby Thor, the Walt Simonson Thor. Yeah. They were really well choreographed and clever. And that I really, really liked. That's something that that I can't praise enough. The scene at the beginning with him fighting the, dem- the demons, the hammer, That's so around. and the hammer, the POV from the hammer, yeah. was great. And that final, that chase scene when they were leaving, Sakar was amazing.
2: Yeah, so cool. And I did like the, I did like the little joke where he's talking to the skeleton, give a
0: little exposition. I did too. Yeah, it was. Although it was cute. again, you could it should have been Sif or it, oh the skeleton? skeleton was Sif because or or, that was conspicuous in its absence. Yes, mm.
1: that is true. Or. He could have been in prison. That's where Hela was imprisoned. And so he meets Hela down there. So him escaping allows Hela to escape. Like once he finds out that Rune's on there, Hela hears it and she's like, oh shit, I'm out of here.
0: Or how about this? It's Loki he's talking to. And when he escapes and Surtur is dead, Loki stays there. And then he, that's where Hela escapes from and brings Loki with her. And you make Loki the Scourge equivalent. You make Loki her and you make Loki Golem.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot better. <laughs> but he wouldn't have gotten Carl Urban.
1: Listen you could actually Still had Scourge there You just would have made him Like you would have Loki Be the conflicted Sidekick like like Scourge was And have Scourge be the unconflicted I'm down with all the murder oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
0: And I wasn't Scourge Aren't Scourge and the Executioner in comics Two different characters? Listen,
1: I was hoping you'd Because I remember Scourge being a straight Scru- up I bad Sc- guy I thought Scourge
0: was, wore yellow and orange And red armor and full metal And I thought the Executioner was a separate character
1: I'm going to be honest with you you're I don't, out of my I don't remember I, I never gave a shit about Thor <laughs> Oh, you until, should read the
0: Walt Simonson run I,
1: well, what, what convinced me... What reminded me of the saying that there are no bad characters, just bad writers, is I, I, I picked up the first trade of J. Michael
0: Straczynski's Thor, and I'm like, oh, Thor can be awesome. Thor, other than Stan and Jack and Larry Lieber creating Thor in that original run. Walt Simonson wrote the and wrote and drew the best Thor ever. It was the first time Thor was a huge, huge, huge selling book out outside of the '60s. And it's all collected in one place. They I love the reference they made to Thor being a frog because yeah. he did a thing where where Thor became Throg. Yeah. And he was a, th- a frog was in Simonson, Central Park. Battery Bill? Battery Bill was. That's a character. Yeah, that was, that's what actually. I got teary at the end when they when they acknowledged Walt in like the biggest font. Special thanks to the contributions of Will Eisner or no Will Eisner, Walt Simonson, and then Greg Pock and. Carlos Pagali and I always mess up his name because mm. Greg, Greg and Carlos did the Planet Hulk stuff oh, but cool. seeing them acknowledge Walt's contributions to this movie was great because he is in addition to being one of the mm. best people creative people in the world he is the nicest guy in the world Amazing. he is he is he's he's the sweetest guy and he, he still has oops I knocked down the <laughs> set he still has the same amount of passion that he had probably when he started That's and awesome. he's just a master so to see his stuff on the big screen I just the joy I felt for him was worth every penny let's get better bill in these movies huh I will
2: wouldn't mind it it would be very cool it would be so strange to have (laughs) to explain but it would make as much sense as Korg and everybody else so uh, uh, well I think we're kind of winding down any Mm -hmm. final thoughts you want to get out for Thor it's a lot of fun a lot of fun a lot of fun
0: yeah absolutely it's definitely worth seeing it's Mm -hmm. definitely worth seeing and I think I think it's going to have a positive effect on Justice League because this, the, the the craziness of the visuals of this movie, just being there was never any earth on it. Yeah. I think when people go see the goodwill from Wonder Woman and the weird visuals of Thor, I think being on Apocalypse, as I'm assuming most of Justice League is in just from what we've seen, the yeah. colorfulness of that I think is going to be, I think the next month we're going to have some really good superhero movies.
1: Don't suck. Justice League. I need you to not suck. Please, please don't what suck. You're saying and and can, I ask,
0: can I ask all the listeners and viewers and people? I know we pick teams and everything, but I, all comic book movies being good is good for all of us, both Amen. on a business level and a creative level. Don't pre-decide that you don't like the Justice League because it's the thing, the soundbite, because... I did this, you know, and, and I'm t- putting my money where my mouth is on this. When I was doing a, a movie fights, I we were screen junkies. They were talking about I came on to talk about Deadpool, and I'm not a big Deadpool fan. And I said I will go see the movie objectively, and if I like the movie, I'll appear in a Deadpool costume. No. I liked the movie, and I wore a Deadpool costume. Don't go. You, you're only you're only making yourself sad by going in expecting something to suck. Yep. Go in and hope for the best, and be pleasantly surprised. All movies, yeah, all movies, unless. Unless you pull the wings off of flies for fun, you should go in to expect to have a good time. Yep.
2: Also, you're wasting your money. Yeah. <laughs> How would you do that to yourself? I saw Also, the people who like, well, there were some people who booed, Justice League when we watched Thor and I'm like man yeah, what are you doing we man? know you're coming back here in two yeah. weeks to watch <laughs> it just yeah. just and the unless
0: the and unless you're a stockholder in Disney yeah. you don't have any reason to want Justice League to fail yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, we want movies we, we want good movies man
2: we do I, I'm I'm we're, we're excited for it but uh, Mark thank you so much for coming on uh, let's let's plug some stuff what are you doing what are you working on uh,
0: well you can follow me on Twitter at at Mark and uh, you can follow me on Facebook um, I'm very political on it so if you if you like orange idiots running the country don't follow me and please don't tell me you're not <laughs> going to buy my books because i don't need you to yeah um i got the, the paul dini book coming that's out right now issue two is out now that's a six issue mini series the nick wilson book i mentioned will be out in january i've got a couple of movie projects in the hopper and some tv oh, yeah. stuff but like baby sea turtles in the galapagos islands three thousand of them are hatched to survive to adulthood so yep. we'll see if they happen um yeah and i'm around doing schmoville and all that stuff all the time and podcasts that'll have me so yeah
1: very cool well, thank you so much for joining us DJ yes at DJ Talks Trash every place that matters uh-huh. make sure uh, you keep an eye out for Chaos Theory Chaos news. Theory uh, uh, coming to a store near you or you're able to get it online if you haven't already picked it up and signing uh, November 15th Wednesday at House of Secrets in Burbank California which is a great store I love the store very cool well
2: I'm at Sam Bash you can find me everywhere everywhere Everywhere. You can find me there. Yep. and uh, Except sure. watching
1: movies. Exactly.
2: No, that's boring, man. I got Shoot. other stuff. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, you can um, check me out on New Rockstars. I talk about the Flash TV show there and a bunch of other things. And there's some special stuff coming out for the holidays here oh, on know. Only Stupid Answers. So keep an eye out on all of our social media. Which you can find at OnlyStupidAnswers.com. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, so make sure you write those reviews and send us your thoughts. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.